Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Good afternoon and welcome to America's Heroes Group Roundtable, Legally Speaking with Steve. July is American Diabetes and National Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. It's Saturday, July 23rd, 2022. I am Vietnam veteran co-founder and host, Cliff Kelly. And I'm lucky to be in the company of the governor of Talk Radio. <laughs> I'm his co-host, Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. Our digital media producer is the impeccable Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. If you ever need any work done, that's the man to go to. <laughs> and today we have a partner with us, Stephen J. Seidman, founding attorney of Seidman Law Offices with over 30 years of as an experienced trial lawyer focused on personal injury. Steve is America's Heroes Group partner, sponsor, and advisory board member. He has done much for the veterans to make sure this program is available to our veterans across the country and now 46 countries, actually. Uh, The discussion today is an update on legal issues, and we are so honored and pleased to have you with us, Steve. Thank you um, very much, and I'm honored and pleased to be with the governor and you, doctor, and, and Glenda. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, lots to talk about in a very little period of time. Uh, the first thing I'm going to start out with was just yesterday, uh, the first black four-star general uh, went in front of uh, Congress, and he's going to be the first four-star general to be confirmed in the Marines' 246-year history. Uh, there, the U.S. Senate expected to confirm um, uh, the first black four-star general in the history of the branch which is really, to me, amazing that it it took 256 years. Uh, Lieutenant General Michael Langley has served with the U.S. Marine Corps for 35 years, and he was nominated to be commander of the U.S. Africa Command, which oversees the U.S. military presence in Africa. Uh, The Senate Armed Service Committee just held a confirmation hearing Thursday uh, for General Langley, and if the Senate confirms him, he's going to be the first black four-star general in the Marines' 246-year history. Now, I find that to be uh, uh, kind of amazing that it took 246 years um, to to have that happen. But uh, thank goodness it did, and um, he's, uh, he's just set to be confirmed, which is great. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. So in other areas, you know, uh, executive producer Glenda Smith worked so hard to um, get discrimination uh, in the military for women uh, and sexual uh, discrimination. And when there was uh, things happening uh, from that type of uh, sexual abuse, um, and there has been tremendous progress over the last couple of years. But I just read something in the news just today that I found very disturbing because uh, it turned out that the spouse uh, of a, a mother and a spouse 
was in, in Hawaii was fatally stabbed uh, on the freeway out in the, lob, the lobby, and she actually had, had sought help uh, for abuse. Now, her husband is a Marine Corps individual, and on, he was stationed in Kanoha, uh, and uh, she apparently, according to what the records show, officially uh, or constantly had repeated requests for help that she was abused. And uh, as it turns out, apparently that abuse went um, uh, unheeded by the powers that be. Uh, and apparently the husband who had before had, had, had kicked her, had beat her, um, now went so far. Uh, she showed bruises to the people over at the base. This guy went so far as to kill her. And I think the mm. thing that's very disturbing about this, uh, that um, uh, that this fellow was in the Marines, that his wife was was uh, uh, complaining of abuse, was complaining of allegations and concern that the command was aware of, and it, it, they, actually nothing happened. She got murdered. Now, why is that any different, and how far have we gone if, if you know, we, we say all these great things and say, okay, women in the military are protected, but spouses in the military should be protected as well by the chain of command. And apparently in this case, uh, this has failed. And uh, this woman was just found um, uh, dead this week, which is really very, very sad. That's very sad. It, you know, we, we have to send out our, you know, uh, emotions for her death and her family, what they have to deal with. And, you know, Steve, when you said that, the first thing that came to my mind was that overseas, if you do something that's against the uh, rules of engagement, you are scrutinized by the media, the JAG officer, everyone comes after you, right? And that's for an enemy combatant if you do something wrong. <laughs> and these are our own citizens, right? These are the family members of our service members. Exactly. Yeah, and not only that, for years, yeah. women service members... But now these are the spouses of the service members who actually these this yes. woman was from New Jersey. She flew all the way out to Hawaii to be with her husband. Mm. It would seem that she should have the same type of protections. Oh, absolutely. And, and, yeah. and, and I just think that that's, you know, unfortunate, obviously, but also an area that now that we have made such strides in, um, in, in protecting women in the military from discrimination and sexual harassment, and there's been new rules, and, and I think the, uh, the command is, is now aware of it. I think you have to now take it one step further and make sure that the, the wives of these officers and wives of the military people do not get abused in the same way uh, that uh, nobody should be abused. That's so, right. yeah, yeah I guess we see what transpires on that. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, the next area I wanted to talk to, and, of course, these all have to do with laws and lawsuits, when um, um, Mr. Claiborne, uh, we've been discussing this the last couple of months, but there has been, um, first of all, the burn pits. And, Dr. Arnold, we've talked about the burn yes. pits. There's been legislation that has come and, and now protects uh, VA or, or veterans uh, from burn pit um, type of injuries. And there are all kinds of rare respiratory cancers added to the toxic exposure benefits list. And I encourage anybody in the military, the veterans who have been exposed to these burn pits uh, to and, and has cancer, has brain cancer, has all, any leukemia, 
a number of them, to please go to the website, look at all the things that you might be entitled to uh, to claim as a result of your exposure to burn pits. And for those who don't know what burn pits are, I'll be very brief because we've talked about it over the last three months. These are very large uh, fields and pits where everything is burned. We're talking, and Dr. Arnold has seen this in his military, uh, the, 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 uh, from fuel, from, from garbage, from, uh, to vehicles, anything you could find, munitions, they throw in this thing. And uh, the, the amounts of toxins coming out of there are truly amazing. So if you have cancer, actually, uh, uh, President Biden's son had a, a glioblastoma, and he, I think, likened it uh, to causally related to the burn pits. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that has something to do with the wonderful uh, expansion of VA benefits for rare respiratory cancers and other cancers that exist because of exposure to toxic burn pits. And we'll get in a little bit more about other cases that have to deal with this. I'm going to move now to oh, the Steve, camp Steve, Steve, can I ask yeah. you one, one quick point on that? Is that the, uh, the issue of uh, these burn pits, so, you know, when we had asbestos, it was a latency period of about 20 years. So I'm wondering, should the uh, veterans come forward now to at least enter some data or some kind of, um, you know, making a, a, you know, assertion that they have been exposed to these burn pits now because they may wait and say, well, I don't have a rare cancer right now, but that could show up 10 years from now, 20 years, 30 years from now. The, The answer is unequivocally yes. They should make a claim now, say they've been exposed. And we do know, as you pointed out, Doctor, with asbestosis, the asbestos thing, that could take 20, 30 years. And we see a lot of these cancers take a long time. And uh, a, a couple months ago, I went through the website of the VA website that gave all of the uh, potential areas, the conflicts that people were in as veterans over the years and what possible exposures they were involved in. They need to make their claims. They need to go to the VA and make these claims. And even though they might not be feeling it right now, the fact is they should go through and say, I want to be registered and I want to go on record as saying uh, that I was exposed to this. Yeah, that's Uh, what I wanted to ask you, Steve, whether this would uh, show up later, if not now, with some respiratory problems. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're seeing it. In fact, Cliff, you served in Vietnam. We're sort of seeing people, obviously, the Agent Orange, that goes on for years. But mm-hmm. if there were pits in Vietnam that you were exposed to, for instance, and now you're having certain types of cancers, um, that if you look at the act, the recent act passed by, passed by Congress, signed by the president, you will be protected and get benefits in medical care relating um, and stipends relating uh, because of those cancers. There are certain causally linked cancers to these type of burn pits. We, we saw it in, in uh, 9-11. You remember 9-11? Obviously, everybody does. The mm-hmm. buildings collapsed. Firefighters got terribly sick. Uh, same type of thing here. The, the, the uh, type of caustic uh, fuel, all of the uh, leaching chemicals that were burned in those pits, those are the same type of the chemicals that were there when the Twin Towers fell. Um, so you need to, to, first of all, be careful, make your claims, see doctors, because I'm guessing most veterans who serve 
were exposed to burn pits. Yes. And yeah, were exposed yeah. to hazards. And I'm guessing you were, Dr. Arnold? Oh, yes, I'm absolutely. <laughs> uh, every day. And, and, you know, one of the things, too, and I think it's really important, the reason why I was asking you about that time delay is because um, I've seen this on the other side as a, as a practitioner, you know, where people have cancer, they become debilitated, and then they turn around and go, like, was I exposed to asbestos with mesothelioma? You know, and th their family has to deal with that. And the paperwork, if you already have filed, at least you have a starting point that the family member can, you know, the spouse or the children can follow and make sure that, you know, everything is done uh, correctly, making sure they get an attorney uh, early on. And then, uh, you know, as a person is going through chemotherapy or if they have stage four lung cancer when they find it, they may already be very ill. So that's, exactly. yeah. And, and I think people tend not to pay attention or not put two and two together because they're not, how do you do that? Right. I mean, if I got cancer right now, you know, and I think back, well, gee, I was exposed to burn pits. Mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, just don't put that together. And that's why you have to think back if you were exposed. I, I'll give you a perfect example in this next area. Actually, Camp Lejeune. Mm -hmm. And uh, we talked mm -hmm. about this last month. Camp Lejeune, did you know two out of eight water supplies at Camp Lejeune were contaminated with highly toxic chemicals for over 30 years. 30 years. Oh, wow. Fleet fuel pollutants made their way to the wells and water supplies, along with pollution from leaking underground storage tanks. The concentration levels were 280 times the amount accepted by safety standards, causing civilians, militaries, and families to get sick and even die. Uh, there's now an act in 2021, it's called the PACT Act, P-A-C-T Capital, and the House has, has it, it, and it's passed, it's called the Camp Lejeune Justice Act, and what this does is, if you have cancers, certain cancers, uh, you and you were at Camp Lejeune, even though this could have happened 30 years ago, you have a window of two years to file a lawsuit uh, against uh, Camp Lejeune. Um, and against the United States government. And this was, like, keep in mind, 1953 to 1987. Imagine how many employees and civilians of employees were there during that time. They, Cliff and Dr. Arnold, they gave, they let these people drink water that they knew was contaminated. Wow. They actually contaminated with all kinds of chemicals, and they let people drink it. They showered with it. Uh, they fed their babies with it, and uh, there is this time period in which to do. And after I, one of our shows, somebody called and asked me questions. He, he had been, uh, you know, wondering, got some prostate cancer. I mean, you hmm. just, he, he had cancer. There were a lot of people were. And, you know, you have to. It's just what we just finished up talking about. You have to think back, where was I? What was I exposed to? Mm -hmm. Right? I mean. And, and I think, you know, listen, we could get into the 3M, and I, and I think we talked about that, right, uh, Dr. Arnold? You know about that, the 3M lawsuits. Yes. And it, it, those are earplugs that were sold by 3M. It was actually another company that 3M purchased that were actually completely useless. Okay, so what we're finding out now is the, the uh, government, the veterans group, is arguing that 3M knowingly failed to warn the U.S. military and service members about the risk of hearing loss from the use of its combat earplugs. And uh, they, they, the uh, uh, Aero Technologies made these things, 
And they say, the, the veterans groups are saying, look, they knew about the design's flaw, flaw uh, and it's called the Purple Heart Foundation. That's who was saying all this. They knew about the flaw. They actually made millions and millions and millions of dollars over it. And then what happened? They were useless. Okay, so those people of hearing losses, um, and uh, I know tinnitus ringing in the ears. And you had those during the Afghan Afghanistanian conflict or, or, or you know, or Iraqi conflict, wherever. Uh, this easily could have been caused by, or Desert Storm, easily could have been caused by uh, the, uh, the exposure to the noise and then the lack of uh, the 3M. That gets, again, back to health and not understanding what had happened because who knew that these earplugs were totally useless. And, by the way, there was a recent case that, that it looks now it's not only about loss of hearing. The VA, uh, you have to uh, have uh, uh, ear, if you have ear pain and have hearing devices that that cause ear pain, that's also connected to service disability. So first thing you ought to be doing is obviously finding a claim with the Veterans Administration, um, which uh, for, for loss of hearing, and then they cover you. And then the you know the, the time the ship might have sailed uh, against uh, 3M, but uh, something uh, to think about. Um, what did you and, say? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I, you mentioned the Purple, the Purple Heart Foundation. That, that's, yes. it, it, that's tied in with, with, with what's now? Uh, that's, that's the Purple Heart Foundation is a veterans group, Cliff. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, active in, um, uh, in, in, it's called the Purple Heart Foundation, and what they do is they are active in veterans' issues, and especially those veterans who have injuries or debilitating uh, things caused by uh, by wartime or by service-related. Mm-hmm. So it's a group, actually another group of veterans, a, sub, a subgroup called Purple Heart Foundation. Okay. And they're very interesting. understand. Yeah. Okay, we have about um, uh, four minutes to go, Steve. But, you I, I, you know, you never we never have enough time to talk to you. But. <laughs> yeah. I do want to talk about the Supreme Court decision, uh, which this yeah. week about our and um, actually, uh, this is a, it, it, there's something in the United States called uh, it's an act U S E R R A. Okay, a lot of initials I'm giving. I'm sorry about that, but it makes it illegal for employers to discriminate on the basis of military service, right? So if you go and in this case uh, there was a state trooper in Texas named Leroy Torres. And Leroy Torres was exposed to, what do you think? Burn pits. He came back disabled because of the burn pits, and he goes back to the state troopers. And he says, okay, I can't do my state trooper job. I want to get accommodated. And you know what Texas says? Pounds pounds. No, we're not going to allow you to. Well, good for Leroy Torres because he went up to the Supreme Court of the United States, who just uh, a couple weeks ago said that uh, the states are not immune from protection under this veteran job protection law. And uh, just like a private company, like Walmart, or like any private company, you cannot discriminate against a veteran or an active reservist if they took time, if they're coming back disabled. You must accommodate them, and you must uh, give them the time of day. Why? Because they served our country. They did it with I want to open up with one or close it with one last thing that came out yesterday, mm-hmm. and that was the jewel jewelry store Harris Jewelry uh, around the con- country. Uh, Forty six thousand service members and veterans 
nationwide are entitled to $34.2 million in all kinds of states. Why? Because they used deceptive marketing tactics and they lured active duty service members to its financing program, tricked them into investing, gave them poor quality jewelry, and screwed up their credit rating. So if any of you have better used Harris jewelry, I urge you to go to your state and, and, and look on the Internet because you're entitled to money if you were cheated by them. Harris Jewelry just announced $34.2 million, the attorney generals, that they have to pay uh, because they targeted service members and veterans and veterans with false claims of all, of all sorts. And how do you so spell I the name of that company? It's Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, Jewelers. Okay. Jewelers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do, do you take care of those kind of cases, Steve? Uh, no. Actually, though, I could lead people in the right direction because the attorney general has a fund. Okay. And uh, they're the money. And all they got to do is contact the attorney general, Kwame uh, Royal's office here in Illinois, uh, and they'll be very helpful to get the claim forms out to them. Okay. You know, I think you're the greatest attorney in the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have one minute to go, but uh, I just wanted to thank you for being on. We had to, to have more time with you. But why don't you give your uh, telephone number for people to call you, Steve, because if you have a problem, a legal problem, you need to go to Steve Seidman. Yep. Yes, sir. It's Steve Seidman at Seidman, Margulis, and Fairman, 312-781-1977. That's it. Okay, great. Thank You're you, great. Steve. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you all very, very much. Thank okay. you so uh, much. Stay with us. Stay with us. We're going to a commercial break, and we will be right back at America's Heroes Group. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.